On Joy Drive with Dee and Warren, and it never ends, does it, Warren? It never ends. I'm just testing my glasses to make sure that they work. Did you know, Dee, that there is one stroke every nine minutes? Yeah, it's, I find Australia. the fact chilling. I do too. I didn't realise it was that frequent. Um, and additionally, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are twice as likely to be hospitalised with stroke and 1.4 times as likely to die from stroke than non-Indigenous Australians. And the fact that we're finding this out now... In 2020, and I've been alive this long, didn't have that fact, it speaks volumes. Uh, Recent research from the Australian National University found around one third to a half of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in their 40s, 50s and 60s were at high risk of future heart attack or stroke. It also found risk increased substantially with age and starts earlier than mm. previously thought. Well, joining us on the line from re- remote western New South Wales is proud Wiridjuri woman, Charlotte Porter. Charlotte, welcome to Joy Drive. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to have you uh, here with us. Charlotte, you're a stroke survivor. Um, tell us about your experience with having a stroke, particularly what it was like uh, being in a remote location. Um, yeah, so I was 30 years old when I wow. first wow. had a stroke. Yeah, um, I'm 33 now and recovering quite well. So I've been in recovery for three years now. Mm. Um, and living in a, such a small community where I live, everything's a referring business. So when I had my stroke, it was quite hard because I lived, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, ambulance was really hard to get. Um, and I actually didn't find out I had a stroke until I had had to travel to our nearest base, which is Orange, and that's two and a half hours away. Were you travelling oh, wow. in ambulance or trying to get yourself there? I travelled in ambulance, yeah. So yeah, you obviously, and I hope, I hope I'm not stepping on your story, Charlotte, but you were obviously with people, like somebody called the ambulance. Were you displaying signs of a stroke that we've all learnt recently? Yeah, so I actually worked um, in two jobs in the both same positions um, as a carer support worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to work as normal. I actually suffer from headaches, so I thought, oh, okay, this is just normal. I've got a normal headache. I can deal with this. Right. Went to work um, about 12.30 in the day. I realized that my arm wasn't functioning to the full capacity. Mm. So I, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh, goodness, what's going on? And then I actually drove myself to our local Aboriginal medical service. Mm. Um, and as soon as I walked in the door, um, the lady looked at me and she's like, oh, quick, I'll get the doctor straight away. Was your face the dripping? The doctor came out. I was, I was stressed. Like, mm. I didn't know what was happening. I, you know, was, yeah, I was just all over the shop. And the doctor said to me, you know, I think you should go up to emergency. Um, we only have a small base where I live in Condoblin. Mm-hmm. Um, so the doctor there said to me, you know, I, I think you're displaying signs and symptoms of a stroke. I need to refer you over to Orange. Um, and it was it was a really, really long wait. I think I waited like 17 hours in emergency. Oh. Oh, wow. in, in the Orange Base Hospital? Yeah, yeah. How, how did your recovery go? Um, leaving hospital was quite hectic because um, I actually lost a lot of um, feeling on the left side of my body. Right. So luckily for me, my husband was great support. Mm. Um, he actually had to take about 16 weeks off work just to come home and look after me. Mm. Um, but, you know, like I had compacts, 
which was great, um, but stroke for Aboriginal people in my community wasn't spoken about a lot. So now why is that? Like, what, do you think there's more stigma about stroke or do you think there's no non-appreciation of the dangers of it or do you think the people just don't want to talk about it? I think the, the main problem was the awareness. Mm-hmm. So like with Aboriginal people in my community, more was talked about like diabetes, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. you know, um, heart attacks and all that sorts of stuff. It wasn't a common thing. Yep. So, so that's, you know rock the boat a little bit. Well, a lot of those risks go hand in hand, don't they? They do, they yep. do. So a lot of people think that heart attack is a heart attack, but sometimes the signs and symptoms can actually be a stroke right. because they're quite similar. So do you spend a lot of time speaking to people in Indigenous communities about that? Yeah, I do now as being on my Young Stroke Project um, mm. Alliance group. So I aim to raise more awareness in smaller communities where I am and just, you know, be able to speak to people, especially the Aboriginal community, and just make them well aware of what the signs and symptoms are of, of the FAST, like the FAST, mm-hmm. and just and make sure that they're aware of, you know, like the signs and symptoms and just do not hesitate to go to the doctor. How's that being received sure. by the others? Um, yeah, really good. A lot of people are really actually surprised by what, like how the fast symptoms are because the people that I generally speak to, they go, oh yeah, I suffer from a headache or, you know, sometimes I am really fatigued or something like that. And I will just say to them, do not hesitate when you feel like that. Mm. Make sure that you get to emergency straight away because that's how I was. I actually waited and I shouldn't have. No, I mean... Point where, you know... That first hour of a stroke is very critical. Well, you know, because on one hand, I think you're a bloody legend for driving yourself to the to the facility because that yeah, seems like... I had a, no one else to drive me. That so just I seems like, like a real oh. kick-ass thing to do. But on the other hand, like, yeah. what were you going to do if you don't know that you're having a stroke? I'm more cranky exactly. about the fact that you would present at Orange Base Hospital and they would leave you waiting there for Did 17 we, hours. Were you triaged at all or was it just no attention yeah, at all? Yeah, for- I was. Yeah, I was triaged. Don't get me wrong. I was put into like an emergency bed, but I had to actually wait like 17 hours before I was actually even seen by a doctor. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to, uh, you know, say this if it's not even a possible thing, but I know that um, some Indigenous people have trouble accessing the same health care that the rest of Australians do. Do you feel that that was was a factor in this? Um. Yes and no. I mean... I don't like to say this a lot because I don't like to, you know, the stigmatisation of racism and stuff, mm. but um, I, I feel like that I was a little bit neglected Yeah. Um, when, you know, maybe I should have been put in a lot quicker, if that yep. makes sense. Like I should have been, oh, you I, know, oh, this is an emergency. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. You've got to do it. Here's, yeah, a little tip, here's a little tip for you next time, Charlotte. God forbid you ever end up dealing with the medical profession, just take it up a notch in terms of when they say, mm. what are you experiencing in terms of pain? If it's a five, crack out a seven. I mean, I like to just yeah. squeaky wheel my way into <laughs> into service. But yeah, yeah absolutely. I, and I, I, tell, I tell my friends, my family, you know, if you feel like you've, you you feel like you're dying, say, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, don't don't right, hesitate right. in not saying that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, do, as, long would... as, as long as we encourage people to be honest about their symptoms, because we also don't oh, want... come on, Warren. But we don't want people hiding symptoms as yeah. well. Yeah. You know I mean? And, you know, like, 
where I'm from, a lot of people are quite shame, like they have that shame factor. So they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, I'm right. I don't need to go to the hospital. But in reality, like, yeah, I'm maybe half dying and I need to get to the hospital. Mate, you can talk. You're the one that drove yourself to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah drove myself there. <laughs> so if I can do it, you can do it. Well, you sound like you're doing very well. You certainly sound positive And we're so glad that you got the treatment you needed and you're on the road to recovery. Let's talk about the yeah. ways, Warren, that we can share information so that other people can be aware of what's happening. Yeah. If you want more information on recovering from stroke, you head to enableme.org.au. Charlotte, Thank you so much for uh, joining us today on Joy Drive and telling us your story. Great to chat, Charlotte. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Charlotte.